What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome back to the one of the hottest growing wrestling podcasts in the world. You know what it is already it is the Daddy Fino Show, and this is episode nineteen. And you know what that means, featuring your two co-hosts, two of your favorite co-hosts. First, of course, is me, your boy, Daddy Fino, baby. And then my partner in crime, the one and only Sasha, the legit king. Sasha, say what's up to the people for me, please. What's up, people? It's that time of the year again. Ah, the holidays are among us. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty tired and borderline broke these days. So but then again, what's new from that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of broke too. I'm not going to lie. Bought, bought a couple things that I shouldn't have been buying, and yeah. I'm assuming my presence in the mail. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it. Well, you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. I was gonna buy you, uh, someone's shirt, but I don't know if it's gonna be there anymore. So now I'm gonna <sighs> pick up something else. Um. Wow, but, we had to cut me to the quick in the first few minutes of the show. <laughs> look, I, I'm sorry. I look. I've been a little sluggish lately. All right, this has been a rough weekend been a rough damn Damn right it has yeah but you know what speaking of sluggish and having a rough night um do you want to just take this part off oh actually before we do that before we do that before we do i forgot this is episode 19 this is going to be the season finale of the day fino show season one season finale um we have a huge show today got a lot to talk about um we have to talk about the sluggish night, and we'll get to that in just a second. Um, but we do have, you know, a bunch of topics for you guys that I think that this is going to lead into the future um, of not only the wrestling world, but of the Daddy Fino show. Um, it's a great symbolization of it. Um, so it, it's it's pretty big. You know, we got the the Jeff Hardy thing. We got. Gargano O'Reilly, we got the War Games review, and we're kind of going to break off the War Games into a much bigger topic, um, and just a couple of other things that we do want to talk about, um, so, you know, let's go ahead and just jump right into it, Sasha, go ahead and take it away, because this is a topic that I know hit home for you, and this one, this, this is a hard one, so go ahead and take over for this. Yeah. So actually, I didn't hear this until you texted to me. And um, so, I mean, by now, everybody's heard. I mean, there's been like, you know, lots of rumblings on Twitter. But um, Jeff Hardy was released from WWE yesterday. Um, This is coming after he was at a live event. And he was wrestling in the main event. And I think it's a six-man tag. And they said towards the end of the match, he just kind of seemed a little off and he left the ring and went through the crowd and you know there was reports after that that he was sent home um nobody really knew what was going on they just said he had a rough night but I mean obviously with things that Jeff says Jeff has been through in the past people started speculating um and you know personally I thought okay he's having a rough night we don't know you don't want to jump to those conclusions but um, then yesterday, the report came out that he was offered rehab and he refused. And that was, I guess, what they considered the reason why he was released was because he refused rehab. Um, 
like you know mentioned this was particularly hard for me as a wrestling fan and I mean mostly because if you listen to the last few episodes you knew that I was like just big on okay this is going to be to be his last word in WWE you know he really needs that good run it seemed like all signs were pointing to it he got a big reaction as he, I mean, he gets a big reaction all the time but Survivor yeah. Series fans were really behind him he was the last member of his team you know he almost won that battle royal was it for that damn Sami Zayn <laughs> and it just seemed like all stars were aligning and then it was just like just the whole the whole damn thing fell apart and it's frustrating and I know when you texted me yesterday I told you like I just wanted to talk about this and um, from what I've seen on Twitter and social media I'm actually surprised you know maybe I mean I really haven't read that much into it because I think maybe subconsciously I didn't want to go too deep into it because I knew I would probably find jerks that would say negative things but for the most part people have been really supportive and just saying such nice things especially some of the current talent and just kind of giving Jeff some love and you know I could say personally as a female fan you know people think like oh when you like a wrestler it's like a you know it's oh it's a crush sort of thing but my fandom from Jeff Hardy is like way deep like I've been a fan of Team Extreme since I was like 10 and not to age Jeff, my bad, but <laughs> you know, I mean, he's been in the game for a long time. He started relatively young. So, I mean, now that's okay. Um, but yeah, just personally, Jeff Hardy has like influenced me so much in my life. Like I, I love to write because of Jeff Hardy. You know, when I first started being a fan of his, I found out he wrote poetry. So I was like, Ooh, I want to write poetry. And I just discovered like, y'all love to write and I'm pretty good at it. And just I remember just man my mom was so pissed for because for like two years anytime I would take a picture I was throwing up the guns in every picture like she was so mad at me because that was like our photo album was me throwing up the gun sign every time um just man I wanted I had just never seen anybody that looked like that you just had like a different vibe and I was just super inspired by that you know when you're coming up and you're not really sure like who you are, you're growing up and going through all that weird puberty stuff. And you're just trying to find your place. I just felt like, man, Jeff Hardy is like a real inspiration. He's just, you know, he's edgy. He's just does his own thing. And I was just super, super inspired by that. And like, even my love for music, like the type of music that I listen to, you know, I really got into that. Plus, you know, early 2000s WWE had like some of the best songs their pay-per-view themes were amazeballs but you know even now I'm 32 years old and to me this was heartbreaking because now I have like admiration and respect for Jeff because he's a father he has two daughters I'm a mother I have children and you know we've all just kind of been through things you know I've never talked about it on the show but like especially after having children, I've struggled with mental health. You know, I had postpartum depression really badly after having my third child. And, you know, you find different ways to cope. And, you know, 
Jeff has been super transparent. He's had problems with drugs. You know, he said he said in his interview on Broken Skull Sessions, you know, the drugs, you know, I guess they're easier to stay away from, but alcohol is everywhere. And I'm not speculating that that's what it was, but, you know, for him to be an addict, having to just constantly every day get up and take it one day at a time, you know, you're on the road a lot and just everything's changing, you know, it's got to be hard. You know, it's hard for, I would assume, people who don't travel and who don't have a job like that to even get up. Sometimes it was hard for me to get up and just go to work and I'm a teacher, you know. Um, so I think that is why I really enjoyed their, their respects and people giving Jeff his flowers because I know a couple of years ago that wouldn't have been it. People were pretty much done with him. They were writing him off, but... I think now, especially with people being more transparent about mental health and transparent about struggles that we go through, I appreciate that there's a lot of love being shown for him and not looking their nose down upon him. Because at the end of the day, this man has given his body. He's given so much. He's inspired so many people. But at the same time, he's very much human. And he's very much flawed, like the rest of us. And I think that too is also kind of makes him special. You know, it's just like, man, he's he's just he's going through it. And he's, you know, he's this risk taker. He's just he seems like he's just an adrenaline junkie, but at the end of the day, he's like us. And I just pray, I don't care if Jeff Hardy ever wrestles again. I don't care if he ever does a swan time anything i want jeff hardy to live a long life with his wife and his daughters i want jeff to just stay on the course and get healthy he's given enough to us already he doesn't have to give me another thing ever but i appreciate that man so much i just want him to have a better quality of life and I'm sorry that, you know, he didn't get to wrestle Woman Reigns, he didn't get to do all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, we do this podcast, we love wrestling, but wrestling is not real. It's not real life. And, but this is. And I think in all the, the craziness that people, you know, like to... I think people like to, you know, they forget that, like I said, it's not real, but these people are very real. And I want that very real man to have a shot of life. I don't want another text message. I don't want to go on Facebook and see an end to this man's story like this. So I actually commend WWE for what they did. If that was the real issue and he's having a hard time, you know, maybe this is what he needs, but I just, I need, we need him to be okay. And above else, above us wrestling fans, his wife, Beth, and his daughters need him to be okay. So that's all I want to say. I just, I want Jeff to be okay. So, yep. What do you think? So, first off, wow. Um, that, that was, that was a lot. Um, you could just you could definitely feel that emotion. Um, got goosebumps. Um, 
but no like no you're, you're at one thousand one million percent correct with you know with your ending conclusion like at the end of the day we just want jeff to be okay we want jeff to you know live a life um hopefully you know he you know everything is going good not you know i think his wife tweeted jeff's okay family's okay um Mm -hmm. so that's good to hear you know i don't know what it was that happened you know i don't i don't know you know we're not there we don't know if it's drug related we don't know if he was just having a bad night um i mean i'm sure this last run was definitely not something he was you know, you know, if, basically, if you watch that Broken Skulls session, which it was a great episode, but there what? was there was times where you can sense that he wasn't truly happy. Like he 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 was doing stuff to make himself happy, but he wasn't really happy. Uh, at least that's the that's what I got from it. Um, and maybe it's just he just got to a point where you know it's. He just wasn't there, and WWE sensed it, I guess. You know, with their decisions to release him, they offered him rehab. Um, you know, I hope. Hopefully, it's not like a a cycle of you know before you know he had said. I think on the on the interview with with Austin that he was like he he wish he had accepted the rehab one time, the first time I think when they offered it. Um, and he didn't take it and i think he said that was like one of his biggest regrets or something but hopefully this is not like a repeat of that but other than that you know i just want to be happy like you um and hopefully you know i don't know what's his future you know um you know maybe he goes to AEW with his brother maybe he needs to be around his brother um so his brother can watch him if he continues to do wrestling or something i i don't know i know he wanted to to do one more run with his brother um that was a statement that he did say on the podcast so um i don't know you know i i think uh there was one thing that i did see um that someone wrote i don't even know who it was but they were like there was i guess there was people making jokes about it saying like he he did this on purpose so he can go to AEW or whatever um i don't believe that to be true um you know i i, yeah, I truly believe <laughs> yeah I, I saw that but the person was defending it um you know defending jeff in that sense where he was saying nah jeff like this is serious this is more than you know some it's like similar to what you were saying like he's a human this is more than just wrestling more than just wwe versus AEW. like nah this is someone's life this is someone's husband father you know brother like it's more than that um so i i just want jeff to be okay he, he was always one of my favorites i think he was a lot of people's favorites you know that just due to all the reactions he gets you know like he's still loved and you know i saw cora jade uh we'll talk more about her later but cora jade talked about how you know jeff was one of her favorite story and the inspiration, you know, growing up and now she's in the WWE because of what Jeff did. Damian Priest tweeted about Jeff Hardy and how it was an honor to be in the ring with him and all the stuff like that. Cedric Alexander. So, mm-hmm. you know, so you got all these big E's. So you got all these people mm-hmm. from different cultures 
cultural about Puerto Rican, black, white, all these. They just love Jeff Hardy. And he's, he's just a, a, a great, a great human being, you know, as far as a person, like people love being around him. Um, so I, I, like I said, I just wish he's okay. Um, I wish him well um, in his future endeavors. Hate to say it like that, but it, you know, one thing I will say, WWE, when they say that, you know, that I feel like they actually do mean it, um, and they do care. I mean, you don't. The fact that they offered to pay or offered him rehab, you know, you go back to the Moxley thing. I hope Moxley's okay. Um, for just so everyone knows, there was a uh, what was his name? Tony Khan did give an update, and Moxley's doing really well. So that's a quick update for that. Um, but just like WWE offered, you know, their services for him. Um, I do believe that WWE actually does care. Um, they're not just this fucking evil empire. You know, they actually do care about these guys um, outside of the ring. So um, I'm, I am happy for that, too. And hopefully this is like a blessing for Jeff to, I guess, open his eyes to realizing that it's just more than wrestling. And you got a family to, that loves you and you know just wants to see you okay so yeah um so it's hard to go from that to something else but uh you know it's been an emotional week definitely yeah yeah, this is from one end of the spectrum to another part of the emotional spectrum so man it's all the gucci call this episode all the feels because yeah i i feel you because i i this one this next topic this one i i i got sad for um so all right um so ladies gentlemen as you guys know um this past uh sunday was the war games pay-per-view uh or whatever you want to call it it was it was nxt war games and they don't do takeover anymore which you know it it sucks but i understand why they don't do takeover the takeover name is not involved this is a new generation a new this is nxt 2.0 um you gotta start fresh um and now i know i know um but at this event you know we had several um I guess you could say potential farewells. Um, first off, I just want to say major props out, uh, major props to all the competitors at War Games, because most of the most of these guys and girls were, uh, for the most part, they were new faces at least to the pay per view game. Like we've seen them on NXT 2.0 every week, but this is a new this is a new thing this is a pay-per-view so this is one you know you got to step your game up and i think for the most part they did um and i'm not gonna get into the details of war games just yet the actual pay-per-view just yet i just want to just jump to two names um because the farewells that i was talking about was of course uh johnny gargano uh johnny wrestling johnny nxt as i call him um and kyle o'reilly um who had Kyle O'Reilly was in a tag team match uh with Wag Von Wagner against um Imperium for the tag team titles 
um and then gargano was in war games in the men's black and gold versus nxt 2.0 war games matches um and like i said i'll jump into the the matches and review of that later um but the gargano uh after the pretty much after the event went off after war games went off gargano had a little promo where he said that on NXT 2.0, the next following Tuesday, he will address his future. Um, and so when NXT 2.0 came on, they ended a night with Gargano basically speaking to the crowd. Um, they actually went over time for this. So it was a pretty big deal. Um, it, it was like WWE understood like how much Gargano actually meant to not only to NXT but just to the WWE universe in general because it's a it was a sad day for sure um even leading up to the promo um they even had um Candice LeRae you know who's about to give birth to their first child um I think she's about seven six seven months pregnant right now um and then, um, you know, they even had the dog. His, I forgot the dog's name, but if you watched all, all those little promos that they used to do, the dog was always a big part. It was awesome. Um, but it, it was just, you know, he, he, he was basically leading up to this whole thing, even his tweets, um, even his, his gear at War Games was all of his takeover stuff combined. It was like a... It was like his farewell. It was leading to basically his farewell from NXT. And he's on to whatever's next for Johnny Gargano. And the same thing for O'Reilly. O'Reilly had his send-off match on NXT 2.0 that Tuesday in a cage match against Von Wagner. Um, And after the show was over, he kissed the mat. He came out, kissed the mat, and it's like they said their goodbyes. Um, it, it, it's it was tough for me. It was tough for me to watch that because I'm a huge Gargano fan. I I, I loved Gargano. Um, I even tweeted like well, before he even came out. When I heard his mute, they brought his old music back. Yeah. Um. I was like, oh, the tears are coming. I, I tweeted something on I tweeted something about tears. And I I got like a bunch of retweets immediately. Like it, it was just it was just oh man. It was one of it was such a touching moment. It was like and I, I'm just I'm happy that he was able to get that moment. Cause they don't do that for just anybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the fact that they allowed that. That that I feel like that was respect. That was beyond respect. I don't know who fought for that to happen. I don't know. I don't know what caused that to happen for them to give him that moment. I but, think he, I don't see that being much of a fight though. Like for all he's done, it's like it just seemed like the the right thing to do. I don't really see that being a huge fight because I mean Johnny Gargano was NXT for so long. You know, there's a lot of people you talk about the Four Horsewomen, you talk about just Sami Zayn and them, everybody that's come through, but it's like 
if you think about it, except for a handful of appearances on the main roster, not even that much. Like, Johnny Gargano was NXT, so it's... Yeah, I think he... he that. I think he only appeared... Like, I know he was in a Rumble. Yeah, he was. And then... I think he, you know, I, I, SmackDown or something. He might, yeah. I think he was on SmackDown when every, but it was when everyone like, in, when everyone um, invaded. It wasn't like it was just him, if I remember right. I think he, I think they were like experimenting with some of them coming up from NXT because wasn't that around? I think Champa went up one time. It was at the same time that Alistair and Ricochet were going up too. I, I don't I can't remember off the top of my head. I, I the only thing I remember I rem, I remember when everyone popped up, but I don't know if that was a part of the invasion storyline or not. Yeah. That's the only thing I don't remember. But even still, um, you know, I don't know what the future holds for for Gargano and O'Reilly. Um, you know, we can't forget O'Reilly in this because, you know, O'Reilly was a big part of definitely the last, what, two years yep. of NXT, you know, with Undisputed Era, with, you know, Adam Cole and and, and Fish and even, um, wow, my mind just went blank. Um, uh, damn. <laughs> but anyway, with Undisputed Era, this, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you see. It's tough when going from era to era. You know, it it, it kind of reminds me, and I, this is not you know to compare them to these names, but it's kind of like when you went from the Austin three sixteen, and if you smell what the rock is cooking, to you can't see me like that. That whole era change, it, it feels kind of like that. It, it really does, but. I don't know. It's it's a big thing. Like I'm gonna miss them a lot. I really am. Yeah. Um, it just it just feels like I know we're all trying to be optimistic, you know, because you know NXT 2.0 and just everything that WWE is trying to do to get younger and you know homegrown talent. But it's like like you said, it really does feel like the end of an era. It's like all these moments like nxt came out of nowhere and it was the best damn thing for gosh what What did i six years what did i've been what have i been saying since this podcast began nxt is by far the best brand in the world Mm -hmm. and it's been six years and then it's kind of like you look around it's like wow it's look where they started from look how many people have come through and you know, now you have, you know, Johnny Gargano is leaving. All you really have is what? Champa and what? Pete Dunne? Champa, Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. That's really it from the old, you know, from the, the old era. Because, I mean, um, I'm trying to think. Nah, yeah. It's like everybody's gone. That's it. Every, yeah. I think Champa's gonna probably be the last one. Um, and he said he's definitely not going to the main roster. So when he yeah, goes, so I, I think, think he's going. when he's done, he's done. You know, yeah. um, I, it, it's tough. It, it, it's really tough, but it's exciting. It's sad, but it's also exciting. 
um i, I think that one thing people need to understand people are I, i've been reading online you know people are shitting on nxt 2.0 oh nxt is dead and all this no it's not no it's not if you if you really look at to into what nxt is now if you don't see that the star the, i mean not the star that the future is bright for this you know for this brand i I don't know what to tell you and though you can already see the impact that these guys gargano o'reilly champa um pete dunn you can already see the impact that they're already having on the next future on the future you know you you look at um braun breaker you look at um waller you um uh mellow you look at these guys like they're getting the rub off of greats and they're going to use that knowledge to become even greater and i i just think that's it, it's pretty much awesome um you know i know it's hard to replace gargano I, i'm not gonna act like it, it's easy but they have the people that could potentially become the next and it's harder for the NXT because think about it when the original NXT came about like we hadn't seen anything like that it was kind of at a time where everybody was kind of a little exasperated with the whole experience of the you know Tron Smackdown and here came this little engine that could that just came and like blew everybody's mind and just became an island onto its own and now with NXT 2.0, I mean, they're in a really tough position. I, I'll admit, I am not there yet with NXT 2.0, but but it's because, you know, look what it's, that's a hard act to follow. You know, you always talk about like, you know, in wrestling, they're like, you know, you have an opening match or, you know, you have a show stealer and they're always like, oh, go follow that. This is the ultimate go follow that. Look how many memories, like you said, that was the best brand in yeah. wrestling. Yeah. For six years. Like the- we remember those times when it's like it's Rumble weekend, it's WrestleMania weekend, SummerSlam weekend. It's like NXT Takeover will come on. And it's like, yo, every time they would drop the mic and the main roster have to follow that. And now it's like it's almost nearly impossible to yeah everybody's gone now and it just seemed like it's just weird like you turn around it's like you kind of don't know what you have till it's gone because we were so spoiled for so many years and now we just sat there and realized like there's like two people left and it's like wow you know (laughs) you know i i get it and i i definitely understand the viewpoint of that but my thing is it's hard to yes it's hard to follow but it's not the following that they're trying to do and i think that's what people gotta stop doing i think you gotta stop thinking about trying to follow and you gotta start thinking about what's next you know nxt is supposed to be you know when you think of nxt it's supposed to be like a short way of saying next these are the next in line and you know that's what WWE is trying to do. They're trying to 
progress into the future because if we're going to be straight honest why was AEW formed AEW was formed to be an alternative to WWE because what WWE was doing even though they're highly successful they're not the same people were were growing tired of it they you know they they were getting tired of seeing the same people they were tired of seeing different things that WWE was doing and now that's what AEW is you know becoming an alternative now WWE has to kind of reinvent themselves and to reinvent themselves they got to start from the beginning and what's the first thing that you need as a startup think of NXT as kind of like a new startup company what is the first thing that you need to do you need to figure out who is your future who is going to be your face of the brand and I think that you know I, I'm excited for that I think that's why I love and I'm not gonna say love that's why I'm really liking NXT 2.0 because I'm getting to see all these different new people people that I've never seen before new faces new people that I can get behind you know these are guys starting from the bottom and they're you know I get to see them from the very bottom all the way grow up to the top to hopefully they become great superstars future superstars future WWE champions future all these things I for me yeah. that's exciting Braun Breaker didn't wrestle one time before his is in you know before that first episode and now what are people talking about Braun Breaker oh he's he's gonna be a multiple time champion he's, he, he could potentially be like the next Cena like you know what I mean like that's that's what you want and I think personally in their short time NXT 2.0 in my opinion has about maybe five six names that I can see as future champions in the main roster in just a short time and one potential future face of the company that's impressive yeah I mean I guess I guess when I said when you know they have to follow that I mean just just naturally like they're having to come after what was that but it's gonna take time you know it's just gonna take time and um until we, we have to be patient it's i think it's, it's hard i appreciate that you're so optimistic so quickly it's just gonna you know it's gonna take time you have, you have to be kind of just like yeah you have to be because if you start thinking oh man like all right, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm sad about Gargano. Like, obviously, I'm sad about Gargano and O'Reilly and Cole and all these guys leaving NXT. You know, the Andrade, the Black Malaga. Like, I'm I'm definitely sad about it. But I can't stay sad about it forever. I gotta look into what's next. If you love not just WWE, if you love wrestling in general. We got to understand most of the people that we like, that we love right now, they get an up there in age. Yeah. All of all across the board, not just in WWE, AEW, New Japan, you know, 
Ring of Honor, Impact, all these guys are in their thir- late 30s. Pretty soon, a lot of these guys are going to be hanging up the belts, hanging up the boots. <clears throat> Not too much on the 30s, people, okay? Not too much. I, I'm just, I, look, I'm a thir- I just turned 30. But, you know, all these... I, how many of these guys are going to be wrestling? Roman Reigns just talked about on a, in a on a promo what two weeks ago, two three weeks ago, how he's not going to be doing this forever. Like he only got a couple years left or something. He said it was something similar to that. I believe that, especially when you got Hollywood right there. Like a lot of these people that we love, how long is Seth Rollins going to go? He just got a brand new daughter. Roman Reigns, how long is he going to go? Hollywood, he just got new twins. Kenny Omega is he what? two sets of twins. Two sets of <laughs> twins. God damn. Yeah, five kids. Lord. Yeah. Five Kenny years. Omega is what? 30-something? 30, 30, late 30s? How, how long is he going to be the best bout machine? Chris Jericho is 58, 59, 60, 70. I don't know how old Chris Jericho is. He ain't got much longer. I wish him well in his speedy recovery. I heard he's sick. I don't think it's COVID, but I think he's sick. Wish him well. Kenny Omega is 38. 38. How much longer he got? Two, three years? Full time? Cody Rhodes? He's already talking about retiring and he's about to have his first kid or he just had his first kid. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he had the baby already. Yeah, oh, shout out to my um, Mustafa Ali, who just had his uh baby girl, I think, right? Yep, and in Kofi Kingston and, and Kofi Kingston week. also in the same week. So, shout out to both of them. Um, yeah. but yeah, you know, we we gotta start thinking about the future, ladies and gentlemen. We got to, you need to get over this NXT, you know, is dead crap, and you need to understand that change was needed and you also got to understand too that and this might be me turning heel on you guys but fuck it it's your fault that they have to change because when they wanted you to to watch nah AEW 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 you won't pay attention to NXT that's why they changed it in the first place just saying. Just had to throw that out there. It's your fault. It was you people. Okay, Bailey. That Gargano's gone. It's you people. That O'Reilly's gone. That Adam Cole is gone. And all this. Just saying. I'm just saying. I wasn't trying to make Adam Cole a manager, so... <laughs> That okay, but he, he okay. You, you all right? Besides Cole, that, that's okay. Cole. All right, Cole all was right. don't Cole's the one exception. I forgot his girlfriend is over there. Besides that, just saying, just saying. But, just one one thing. Um, you know, this the Gargano thing. We we both said it's tough. Um, you know it what was breakup? It, it is. And, you know, with all breakups, there are some memories, um, good and bad. Um, but we've had a lot of great memories with Johnny Gargano, um, great matches, memories, stuff like that. Sasha, what was some of yours? 
Well, I feel like we're going to have some of the same ones, so I apologize in advance if I steal some. Ah, that's um, I love DIY. I don't have a lot of wrestling shirts, but I had a DIY shirt. And I also loved, loved the revival back in the day. So naturally, that two out of three balls, balls match. match. Yep. Uh, take over in Toronto. Amazing. Um, Also, probably one of the best matches I've ever seen was Gargano and Andrade at Takeover Philadelphia. It was long, but boy, that was what was a unexpected match too. Like we expected to be good, but I don't think anyone expected that. Lord, it was it was everything. So that was definitely, and even the stuff that he's he did fairly recently like with the way you know the whole Dexter Loomis thing my personal favorite still makes you kind of giggle when I think about it when he was playing the piano he's like you know there's Elf on a shelf and now there's Gargano on a piano so I, was, <laughs> I, was, I still kind of giggle I love it so Johnny Gargano man like he really was like the heart and soul because it's, it's crazy like him and uh, I remember when um DIY split up, but mm-hmm. then Champa got hurt. Yeah, and just sitting there and like when he cut that when the Champa cut that promo about him being back, like I remember telling my husband like that's gonna be feud of the year when he gets back. Like I was so ready for it, even though I knew that I had to sit and wait. Just the thought of what those two could do together was amazing and. He's just a special, special talent. And not to forget Kyle O'Reilly, but who doesn't love a good Kyle O'Reilly air guitar slash playing the, the belt as a guitar? Like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's my... For O'Reilly, that's definitely my favorite my favorite thing of him. And then, of course, all those, you know... I, I think I love O'Reilly more in the tag team with mm-hmm. Bobby Fish. You know, they had a lot of legendary matches, too. Um... So I, I can't, you know, I I don't mean to be to, to just dismiss O'Reilly. Um, I, I forgot to mention him in, in asking about your memories. Um, but for Gargano, for me, um, you did mention one of them. Um, it was the Andrade match. Um, that was, I think that's probably my favorite um, Gargano match. Um, I did... I did actually rewatch a bunch of his matches. Um, so I did watch the triple threat tag team match that they had a takeover with um, the revival and um, oh god, the, the the two big guys, um, authors, of pain. authors of pain. Um, I did watch that triple threat. That was a great match. Um, but I did see Gargano versus um, uh, Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. That was that was a great match. Um, I, I I just think Gargano just said takeover. I mean, it, it doesn't even matter the match to be honest with you. I mean, you can talk about the two that he had with Adam Cole. That those were legendary. When he finally won the title, he was the first Triple Crown champion in NXT. You know, it. it, it he's just a special a special talent, man. Um, and it it's at the end of the day, it's just tough. 
it's tough but he brought a lot of great memories that i remember um you can't mention nxt without johnny gargano and that's one thing um that's for certain i love that he had the moment with Shawn michaels um in triple mm-hmm. h i, I love that um and you know i love diy and how champa was able to go out there with gargano at the end of the night and they celebrated in the ring i that that's just special that was just beyond special to me and i loved every moment of that um what do you think he does though are you well, are you because he's officially him and o'reilly are now officially free agents um according to sean ross of, of fightful.com um it is official they are now um free agents so well i definitely saw that um Johnny Gargano has some shirts on pro wrestling tees and one of them says you know bet on yourself so I mean he did say that in his speech too he did say when you bet on yourself you can never lose um so yeah I mean I personally don't see Johnny Gargano in AEW I feel like Johnny Gargano is just always going to be and this is not like a something that could be should be taken negatively he's just always going to be an indie guy like he's always just gonna just be that guy and I think there's something really special in that because look what he's been able to do because like I said whether you want to call it that or not you know NXT it was never really supposed to be I don't think what it became you know and I think that was an environment for somebody like a Johnny Gargano. You know, this, this wasn't supposed to be. And with them going in a new direction now, I, I just think he just stays on the independence. I think he can make a good living. Could he come back one day and maybe coach? Could he, you know, we don't know. But I just don't, if he's not an NXT, I just see Johnny Gargano just living it up on the indies and just continuing to give back you hear about so many things that he's done i i just don't see him going into another company i just see him and i, don't, I think he's gonna make a good living off of it definitely so um this is a good time wrestling is flourishing and i think you know him betting on himself probably wouldn't be as scary as it could have been a couple of years ago so i just don't see him going to aw or anything like that what do you think? So, uh, this would be a, a special moment for me to do a prediction, but I'm not going to because I really don't know about Johnny Gargano. My hope is, so his his baby girl, I believe it is, is going it's to a be boy. a boy. I'm, okay, so his boy, I think, is expected in February. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping it comes a little bit early, uh, in a healthy way, not not, not obviously. Um, but I'm hoping it comes a little early, hopefully maybe mid January, so that um, there's a potential shot that Johnny Gargano does something that I don't think anyone would expect, except for me, because I'm just crazy. You know, because there's a, a very special event at the end of January. Um, oh, Lord. 
you know, it's uh, the 29th, Saturday the 29th. The first time it's been on a Saturday, by the way. Um, and I, I just feel like the 30th pick would be amazing for a guy named Johnny Gargano to re-debut and potentially win. Just saying. It's, it's, could it happen? It's not likely. But it's what I would want. And if Triple H had his way, I think that's exactly what would happen. And we'll get Johnny Gargano as a number 30th pick in the Royal Rumble. He wins the Royal Rumble and it will have him versus um, him versus the, the bloodline and versus the head of the table at WrestleMania because the rock won't be his, you know, rock won't be there. And I don't know who else we can, we have to face uh, Roman at WrestleMania, especially with no Jeff, no <sighs> and all this. <laughs> You know, so I don't know. I, I don't know. That's just my hope. But if you want me to be honest, I, I I think I think you're more right than him going to AEW. I just feel like he'll get lost in the shuffle in AEW. He yeah. t- and I, I don't want him. He doesn't deserve that. But then I just said I hope he goes to WWE. So I I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. He's one of those things. I I, I will say this, O'Reilly. Is going to AEW. I think that's for sure. They're definitely going to reunite the the undisputed era. I think we're going to see the elite versus the undisputed era or undisputed elite or whatever the hell they're going to call themselves in the in AEW. Um, and that's going to be fucking amazing, either way. So I I think O'Reilly is set. Um, it's just Gargano. I'm not sure. I, I'm not. I don't know where is the best fit for him. I really don't. So. Yeah. Um, so from there, you know, um, let's go back to the board game. So, did you watch board games? I did not get a chance to watch board games, unfortunately. Okay. So, there's just a couple of things I want to hit on for war games um, because war games, I think, you know, we, we spoke about the future, and well, I spoke about how. You know, the future NXT is building the future and people need to just get on board with that. Um, and I think during this pay-per-view, that's exactly what WWE. Well, yeah, that's what exactly what WWE did. Um, so the main event match, uh, I'll jump to the main event match first. Um, the main event match NXT 2.0 versus the black and gold brand. Um, ended with NXT 2.0 winning, which I think is fully expected. Yep. Um, it was with Braun Breaker pinning uh, Tommaso Ciampa, in which I thought was a really good match. It was really good. Um, I thought everyone had a moment. Um, the the stars in the match for sure were Waller and Braun Breaker, of course. Um, I really. I just really love Braun Breaker and I really love Wall. I really think those two, and along with Melo too, uh, like I, I mentioned them before, like those three, I really can see not only going to the main roster, but I can really see them being like stars of the main roster. Like 
you know, I, I saw someone mention Mello having like the charisma of like a rock or something. Now, I don't agree with that. Uh, I'm not going to dare say that. There's very few people that I would ever say have that level. I think one of them, I think the only person that I think I've ever mentioned that has that was, if you remember, was Montez Ford. Yep. You said that last episode. Um, other than that, I don't see anyone else with that level. But I've seen people make sort of comparisons with Mello about that. I, I'm not I'm not high on Mello in promos, but his wrestling ability is undeniable. He is a, a future great matcher. I don't know how else to say it. Like he's gonna have oh, he's gonna have great matches in in the main roster. Um he he's I, I'm a big fan. Waller is an athletic freak. I think um and I'd even mention how he attacked Gargano at the end of 2.0, which kind of opened the it, it kind of opened the door because they did kind of an injury angle for, for Gargano, similar to like Daniel Bryan, I guess. Um, I think Daniel Bryan was more... I forgot what actually what happened with Daniel. Was it an injury angle or he just lost? I can't remember. He just, he just lost, right? Okay, so at least with this one, um, you know, he attacked Gargano at the end of the night um, and it kind of like made him like the super heel um i I just like what they're doing with that um i I love the direction these three are going i think they're going to get pushed to the moon shout out to cameron grimes um and i i'm just really excited now just going to the women's side of things the women's war games match i i liked it i know motherfucking dave gave it two stars um i I don't know why he did that i thought it was way better than two stars i'm not saying it was four or anything like that but i I thought it was it was good for what it was it was pretty good for what it was um but the star of the match i think by far the person that they were obviously pushing um was cora jade now have you seen cora jade sasha Yes, I have. Okay, Cora Jade, 20 years old, which I didn't know she was that young. She looks like she's 15. Um, But they pushed her, and she is going... She got that push, like, she's going to be, like, that superstar. Like, she's going to be... She's like the Bailey. I feel like. Like, she's going to get that type of push where she's going to get... It's going to be slow. It's going to be slow but by the time she's on that main roster the world's going to love her I, I, I'm really really excited for her and she's so experienced even though being only 20 years old like that's and that definitely kind of just falls into where WWE is now you know she's 20 that young talent it's 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 like I said, the future is bright, man. We gotta start getting in line. Fans need to start getting in line and understand that yo not that the future is bright, fuck that now. The future is now. 
Like we can, we got so many people that are the WWE is trying to bring so many young people up and push them. You know, one of the names, for example, Austin Theory. Austin Theory is getting the hugest rub, the biggest rub you can get by working with Vince McMahon on TV. Vince doesn't show himself on TV anymore like he used to. Wasn't there a clip of him jump roping? He was doing something. He was working out next to Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And have you seen, like, the, the pictures of, I guess, the selfies he's been doing? Yes. Every okay. he, he literally posts those as he takes them. He's, he's so ridiculous. My favorite one was the Finn Balor one. That it, it, it's... Oh. You know how much of a rub that you're getting by working with Vince McMahon? That's like the that's the highest like that's the highest you can go. And he's only 24. You know, I mentioned I well, did I mention this or did I talk uh, did I just talk to you about it off air? I can't remember. You know how AEW has the their four pillars? Yes. I think I did talk about this on air. You know, I, I think Austin Theory is on the WWE's future um, future pillars. I really believe, you know, you got the, I, I, like, if they had their four, I, and if I did talk about this and I'm, I'm mixing up my names or I'm saying different names than I did before, I do apologize, people, because I really can't remember. But I, Austin Theory is on that list. Braun Breaker is on that list. Dominic Mysterio to me is on that list. Um, and I think the fourth one would probably be like Pete Dunne. Uh, um, or, or Pete Dunne or Camelo, depending on how what's the age limit. Um, those are the four. Um, but theory is getting that right. At the end of the day, I'm just going to sum it up like this. WWE is is 100% behind the future, building to the future. You know, I, I mentioned it earlier. I said the next in line. You know, it's, it's kind of funny that that's exactly what WWE is calling their future stars. You know, they just signed, um, what was it? 10, 10, 12 names off of the college Mm-hmm. Go for people from college sports. Shout out to the girl from Duke because I'm a huge Duke fan, Duke basketball. Um, but like these are guys and girls that they're going to take from no wrestling background. Maybe I think it was like two amateur wrestling, but I'm talking about no professional wrestling background, and they're going to build them into potential future stars similar to what they did to Braun Breaker, similar to what they did for Roman. You know, Roman didn't really have any background. Cena, I don't think had any background wrestling. Um, All these people. And they're looking to build to the future. They're not taking people from the indies. They're building stars from the bottom building them from within and shaping them into the people that they want them to be. I have no problem with it at all. I encourage it. And in fact, I think that more companies need to do the same thing. So what about those? So what do you think about the people that are still on the Indies that want to be a part of WWE? 
They're, they got Where a shot. Think... They yeah. got a shot as long as they 24 and younger. That's all. No, Lord. Well, there goes my chance. So, hmm. look, Sasha. Bianca, 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 Bianca started at what? 26? Yeah. Okay. She's a superstar. It took four years. Charlotte Flair started relatively late, too. Yeah, Charlotte started around 26, 27, maybe. I think it was like a little later than that. Might have been. I don't know. Sasha started pretty young. Yeah. Sasha was like 22. Charlotte. Because Sasha's. 35 right now. Okay, so yeah, Charlotte started around 28. Yeah, yeah, relatively, relatively later. I'm gonna start lying about my age. I, I just know, like right now, I, I already know my way into WWE. No, um, I'm not gonna go that route, but I, I know my way in. I, but that's not a route I'm willing to take. I do not want to have to shit on the fans. Um, I will have to go the MJF route. Shout out to MJF, by the way. But that, that that's just the way it would have to be. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. But I will say this. I, I will say I'm just I am happy and looking forward to everything that the WWE is doing for the future. And I think that more people need to just go ahead, suck it up, and get along with the ride. Because they know what they're doing, in a way. Sometimes, partly. You know. Fine, fine, fine. (laughs) Um, Let me see. So, Sasha, real quick. I wanted to ask you this, because uh, I didn't get to... I didn't get to ask you this last time. Um, There was a... It was a, um, what do you call it? Oh, during the the promo. So, okay, actually, before I get to that, this is actually going to lead up to the question I want to ask. So, if you've been paying attention to Raw lately, ladies and gentlemen, well, let's start about last Monday. Last Monday, um, we had a women's title match. Um, Liv Morgan, who, if you guys know, I've mentioned this before, Liv Morgan was my favorite of the Rise Squad. I thought she was by far, her and Sarah were by far the best two. And I still don't get why Ruby Soho got so much fucking hype when she oh, joined AEW. Um, when she was nowhere near the star or that Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan was. But anyway, that's another yeah. story. Liv Morgan finally got her shot at Becky Lynch. Uh, this has been a very, very interesting storyline. Um, I'm I'm actually very happy about it. You know, we're talking, we've been talking about building to the future. You know, the title of this episode is going to be called All the Feels. And we definitely had all the feels this past Monday. Um, you know, this was the 17th anniversary of the Faithful Day when Trish Stratus and Lita were the first women to main event Monday Night Raw. And then we got this to we got this match to main event Monday Night Raw. Becky Lynch versus 
Liv Morgan for the women's title, for the Raw women's title. Um, unfortunately, Liv Morgan did lose the match, but the way they ended it was kind of like a way to to basically uh, lead to another potential match between these two ladies, um, probably at day one. So my question: two ropes, really? She keeps grabbing those ropes. That's she, crazy. yeah, that, that that is true. Uh, I, I, but I have to say, I'm starting to really like Becky again as a heel. Um, wasn't sure about the heel turn early on, but I'm really starting to like it, especially now that she has a a, a more likable baby face to go against. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, nothing against Bianca, but. The way they were putting yeah, Becky the against her. wasn't that great. Right, yeah. It was like Becky was still kind of a face even though she was a heel against Bianca. This is this is pure heel Becky. So I'm really liking this. So shout out to them for that. But my question is, during this lead, lead on to this match, there was a couple promos that they had did going into it. Um, and one of the promos was... Liv Morgan mentioning the releases of her fellow superstars, her fellow Riot Squad members, Sarah Logan and the less known Ruby Solo. Um, and a lot right. of people, a lot of I people, I want you to run into Ruby Soho one day and I'm gonna be like, that's the one who's saying that about you. <laughs> I'm gonna back up. Look, all I got, I ain't worried about Ruby, okay? I, I'm not worried about her. I mean, she ran after Eddie Kingston pretty good that day, so I don't know. Look, I, I did not worry about no Ruby Solo, okay? First mm-hmm. off, that, that that is the least of my concerns. Right. Anyway, how there was a lot of heat. I prediction myself. <laughs> do it. Please do it. Oh, no, no, no. Please do it. I'm, no, no, I'm, I got to keep my, gotta keep okay. my intact. Go ahead, go ahead. That's, okay. But anyway... There was a there was a promo that lived there where she mentioned the two names. Well, she didn't mention them by name, but she mentioned her friends losing their jobs um, because of Becky's big contract and all that, whatever. And it was just recently after a bunch of releases had just happened. I think it, it might have been the day of or the day after. I can't remember. Um, but they got a, the WWE called a lot of flack because they used the recent releases. Um, into storylines. So my question to you, do you believe that was good or bad for them to do it? I don't think it really added... I don't think it really added anything to the story. I'm not mad about it. I just don't think it really added anything to it. It was just maybe... I mean, if they were trying to make it a little bit more edgy, I mean, besides the... I mean, I guess it worked because we're talking about it, but to me it didn't add anything to the story because if you think logistically it wasn't like it's not like it's the NBA where they're like oh we'll trade four people for this one guy or nothing like that it's WWE hired too many damn people and they had to let them go so I I took it like that like I wasn't upset about it it just it didn't add anything to it it was kind of it didn't really totally need to be there but I'm not mad about it Totally yeah. disagree. Okay. It, com- it completely 100,000% added to the story. And I love this so much that I think all these people that hated it need to shut the hell up. 
and suck it up and stop being sensitive pieces of crap. Okay. Yes, I went that far because it was exactly. I, mean, I agree with you. With I didn't think it was that deal. It, it wasn't bad at all. In fact, the best storylines in the world, okay, are storylines that have realism to it. And if the realer it is, the better the storyline. Why was Becky versus Charlotte such a huge deal at Summer? I mean, not Summerset at Survivor Series. Because they literally really did have problems with each other. They really did do not like each other. Hate is a strong word. I'm not going to say hate, but they definitely did not like each other. I definitely know that for a fact. And that that added to that match. You need to be real. It's the same thing with the CM Punk versus MJF promo that I asked you to watch last time. What did they do? They added realism to it. CM Punk called MJF, uh, um, what, what, what do you say, uh, um, uh, cheap ass Miz? Yeah, a less famous Miz. A less famous Miz. I'm sorry, a less famous Miz. That is factual. In the way that people, what do people call MJF? They call MJF. He's pretty much an uncensored Miz. That's pretty much if Miz was uncensored, you got MJF. And that is perfect, which is a great thing. That's not even disrespectful to MJF because Miz is one of the best promo is in the in the world. Like he's in easily top 10 promo in the world. You could argue top five. So it's not even disrespectful at all. But at the end of the day, it's real. I mean, like I say, with Liv, even when she said, like, your big contract, I mean, technically, when Sarah Logan got released, it was, like, right around the same time Becky left for maternity leave, so... No, it I was, don't know. It, was, I it, it was before that. It was before that. I mean, she got let go in, what, April? Nah, I think it was way like before that. I think it was before that. Mm-mm. I just looked it up. It was April, so... It was April? That was- yeah, it was right around the time Becky was going on maternity leave. So, oh, okay. I mean, I, honestly, it might have been just I don't I don't know. And then Ruby got let go before Becky came back. So, yeah, like but I said, Becky weeks, did get a big contract. I'm sure she got a big contract. I don't. Know. I mean, I, obviously, this is not like it's not true, but at the same time, it did add to the hatred that Liv has for Becky. Becky has looked down on Liv. She's saying she's a nobody. She's saying she's, you know, all this. I think it added I mean, to the storyline. I story would be line. more mad that you're calling me a nobody other than bringing up my friends. Like- no, we'll see. You say that, but it's different because they're not just friends. Well, I know they're really close. There's, they're tattooed on each other. I still don't think... It, uh, to me, I don't think it really added anything. No, like, no. Did that make this match even more old? Because they, no. But it did add to the story as far as it added more, ele- it added more elements to it. It made this even more personal for Liv. You know what would have been better? If they had let her have her moment at Survivor Series. I that would have helped. That would have helped. That but I don't. I think it's part of the storyline. 
I think it was part. Hey, look, at the end of the day, do you think she should have won on Monday? I knew she wasn't going to. That that's not what I asked. That's no. two. That's two different questions. No. She shouldn't have won, right? Okay. No. Okay, then we agree. I don't think she should have won either. Yeah. I think that. I think Liv should have should Liv should wait longer. I would. I honestly think Liv should wait to Mania. If they're going to give her the title, I think it should be a Mania. So I mean, but now it's like, are they going to build off of this, or is it going? Because I feel like a lot of these dudes, especially with the women's titles, it's like, and AW has that too. They'll challenge the the champion. We all know they're not going to win. It's like a revolving door of challenges. Mm-hmm. So it was like, are you going to build? Because I'll be honest, like I know everybody's saying Liv Morgan is the future. I personally am not attached to Liv Morgan like that. It hasn't happened for me yet. Not to decide, I don't think it's going to, but I just don't feel that connection with her the way she's been utilized. So now with her having this loss and a good reason to get a rematch because Becky cheated, are you going to build off of that? Like, What are you going to do to build off of this? I know you think that Liv Morgan is the future. Great, but I'm gonna do now. I didn't say that. Didn't you say that you think she's one think of the she, upcoming I, stars? Or I think she's an upcoming star, but I I don't think she's an upcoming great. There's a difference. I didn't say great. I said she's one of the future. Like oh uh, well, yeah. I think you know, she's I young. She's she's, she's, no. she's what 20, 28, 26? Oh, it's Liv Morgan. No. Liv Morgan, she got to be 26. That's my guess. I think she's a little older than that. Let's see. Liv Morgan is 27. 27. Okay. And she, yeah, she's 20. Okay. She's, she's young. She's young. She's, Liv Morgan has, her future is bright. I think she's going to win the title at me. I don't think she's going to challenge before that oh actually that she like, might she might at day like a one WrestleMania moment for you that like you get all the feels if Liv Morgan wins potentially mm. potentially I, I just think Ooh. it would be good if you're going to build to your future if you're serious about building your future then you need to give the title to a younger person and get that younger get that title you know uh, it's the same thing Honestly, it's the same thing with Tony Storm on SmackDown with her and Charlotte. I think Tony, I think Tony Storm should get the title off of Charlotte. I mean, I, I, I feel like night either. So, because Tony Storm is twenty six. No, oh, she's younger than Liv. This episode has made me feel nothing but old. So. Maybe this is the maybe this is the old lady gang episode because this is yeah. Well, it's like I told you. I told you this before the the show, before we we got on air. This episode is going to build to the future of not only wrestling, but it's going to build to the future of the Daddy Fino show. You know, we got this is this is. Our focus for now on is going to be on the future of the sport that we love. 
You know, it's time for these old guys to get out of here. Okay. The future is now. Seeing as I'm the only oldest person on this podcast, I don't like where this is going. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah uh, so just so you know, yes. Introducing yes. your new co-host. Yes. <laughs> episode 20, season two, episode one, new new host. <laughs> In the boot, guys. Is you know. Oh. All right, Vince McMahon, I see you. Look, look, all I'm going to say, your son just turned one, okay? The official baby of the daddy. Exactly. Hey, he might be the future host. I'm just saying. We're the ones. There is, I, I think that's exactly what we're going to do. I think By that the might... way, audience, that was Fino's birthday wish to my son. He was, we the one. That's it. That we the, the ones. Baby. That's all I need to say. He understood. I guarantee you, he put the one in there. Do you have a Do you have a picture with him putting a one in the air? That's all I want to know. You know, that was one of the things that he likes to do. He would put up because we the ones. Let's go, baby. I'm not even joking. Like, we the ones. He likes to put up his finger like a number one, and I just. He just started doing it. Well, he's been yeah. doing it for a while, but because we don't want thing for a while. I told so you. I just put that together. Congratulations, you corrupted my son. So, yep. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yep. But, ladies and gentlemen, I, I told you this was a big episode. And the crazy thing is, we're not even done. We have so much more that we want to talk about. So much more. Um. I, I wrote this on a Facebook. Um, I, I told you guys that for those who follow me on Facebook, I, I said this is a huge episode. We we got so many topics that we want to talk about, and there's so much that we still didn't even get into. That I don't know about you, Sasha, but for me, I I, I think we have we we got to break this down because if not, we'll be talking all night. We got to break this down into two parts. What are you thinking? This is the season finale. But we, I think it's about that time we give them a little extra. You know what I'm saying? It's the holiday season. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think what we should do, what we did right now would be part one. And then we're going to drop a part two later on next week. I, I think that's exactly what we should do. Because this is so much more we got to talk about. Um, so for those that don't know, um, just, just so you guys know, basically we're going to this, because this is the season finale, we're not going to record another episode, uh, until our season two starts, but until 2022, two is officially 2022, um, probably sometime in the first week. Um, and we are going to have our very first guest, Sasha. Uh, well, let me let me correct myself. So our very first guest together, yes, because we did have your husband as the first guest. I was he took my place for I think it was episode six, if I remember right. I think it was, um, but he took my place for that episode, and I didn't get to talk to him, and it's okay because that will happen soon. Um, but we do have a very special guest for our episode, uh, for our season two debut. Um, should we tell them now or should we wait? Uh, 
I don't know. Should we wait till part two to tell us? Should we go ahead and drop the news now? Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay. We'll give us some. All right. That's cool. But I just wanted to give you that little teaser. I just watched the Game Awards last night and they, they show a lot of gamer teasers. I'm a gamer. So they showed a lot of teaser trailers. So that was just a teaser, people. But yes, season two, our debut episode, 2022. Um, we'll have our very first guest together. Um, and we'll announce who it is on part two of episode 19, our season finale episode. Um, just to let you guys know what we're going to talk about the next in, in part two. Um, we got we to gotta talk day one, the day one pay-per-view. Um, give a little previews and maybe some straight facts predictions from Sasha. Um, that's potential. Chance. Uh, just I'm just saying it, it's it's potential. Um, I do want to talk about just a little bit because I know Sasha's not a fan of this, but I do want to talk about Undertaker's uh, Mount Rushmore. Uh, he he was a, a guest on a, a show that I love to watch. Um, Cold as Balls with Kevin Hart. Uh, and we'll discuss that more in detail on part two. Um, and there was something else that I don't remember off the top of my head. Sasha wanted to talk about it. Um, but we'll get into that for part two of the season finale, episode 19. So, Sasha, uh, before we end part one, is there anything you would like to say to the people? Thank you for rocking with us, guys. 19 episodes in like can you believe it it's crazy um i'm like i said i'm I'm always just excited to do the show no matter what you know comes up in life it's just cool to kind of just sit here and just talk about wrestling and i just look forward to it and like you said the future we're gonna do big things coming up in 2022 my dream is still for us to be on radio row at wrestlemania and especially since it's in dallas you know, coming up next year, that would just be a real quick trip up. Well, not that quick trip of a road. A quick trip up the road for us to do it. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just ready to see what the future holds. I don't I'm know. Just, I'm just happy that we're here and we did it. We're, we're coming to season two. It's awesome. What do you I think? Don't, I don't know if I want to be in Dallas Stadium. I'm just saying. You know, you're like my husband. I, I'm gonna, I don't know how I'm gonna drag him with me if we go, even though he is a Cowboys fan, but he's not one of those. He's a Cowboys? Oh, God. So, Can I delete like, that if, episode? If, no. That he was on? If, oh, God. No, he's not one of those like obnoxious Cowboy fans. There is no such thing. There is no, no such I, thing. I know no. what you're thinking, but no. I'm telling you, Never. he's not one of those. Like, he's almost kind of like a reluctant like if i hadn't known him my whole life i would have never guessed he was a cowboy fan it's that hidden he's just like he's a realistic fan he says he's never said to me in all the years that i've known him that they're gonna win the super bowl oh, he's very reluctant he's not trust me oh man i don't know i'm i'm having so much judgment now um when you talk to him, trust me, you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. I don't even know if I want to now. I really don't. Oh. And plus, I think it's like a generation thing. Like his dad was a cowboy fan. I think it's one of those things too. Oh, so. so now I'm hearing excuses. It's okay. Um, so, oh, that was that was the thing that I wanted that we were gonna also talk about. Um, what are we looking forward to uh, to the future? Uh, 
for next year? What are the things that we're going to be looking forward to? Um, that will also be on part two of this episode. Um, but yes, uh, to answer your question, uh, well, I don't even remember if it was a question, but yes, uh, I'm also happy. Um, you know, this is 19 episodes in. This is pretty great. Um, I think we've had a great run so far, and I, I can't wait for you know, uh, <laughs> the future, <laughs> uh, just because, you know, that, that would be great to be on, um, on radio road, but it would be even better to be inside the ring where I will be challenging. No, I'm just playing. Um, it, it'd just be cool as hell. Oh, you know what, Sasha? I know exactly. I know exactly what's going to come down on, in part two. I know exactly. I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to finally tell the story. Finally, jeez. That's also in part two. So let me make sure I got it down. So we got we got the day one preview because we're not going to be, you know, we'd be taking our license, a little vacation, well-earned vacation. So we're not going to be able to talk about day one. So um, we'll do that. We're going to be talking about the Takers, Undertaker's Mount Rushmore. Give our little opinions on it. I'll give you my personal Mount Rushmore because Sasha doesn't like doing that. Um, we'll find out why. Also, um, we'll do our future uh, as far as what are things that we are looking forward to in the year 2022. Um, and just wrestling in general, not just WWE, but in wrestling in general. Um, and I'm also going to tell the story of how I... Daddy Fino. Well, how I, Ruffin Harris, became Daddy Fino. Uh, I guess that's probably the best way to say it. So, yeah. I think that's going to be a hell of a part two, Sasha. I can't so. wait for that story. So. <laughs> All right, guys. So, for now, uh, we're going to head out of here and we'll get you part two as soon as we can. Um, just know you guys can listen to this episode on spotify uh google plays it's not here anymore but whatever replaced google play apple podcast um we reached over a thousand streams if you didn't know already um we're worldwide we're global baby with you know one of the fastest growing how does new wrestling podcast in the world me sasha the legit king um yeah sasha any last words before we out Nope. Nope. All right. Well, we out of here, people. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Peace. Adios. <laughs>